Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here with us today. Hope life is treating you good. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are in the world. We are on episode 55 today and going to be uh, answering another listener question. As you may know, we've been doing a lot of listener Q&A lately, having a lot of fun with them. And uh, that's that's really the point of this show is we want to make sure we are answering the questions that you have. So definitely, if you have a question, let us know. We'd love to answer it for you. You can go to thespeakerlab.com and go to the Ask Grant question box tab thing at the link. You know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm good with the words. You can do that over at thespeakerlab.com and uh, leave us your voicemail question, preferably, or uh, you can just write in your question there. We'll try to answer that on an upcoming episode of the show. Also, if you haven't already, you can also uh, ask your question or get in on the conversation and discussion. We have a free private Facebook group. We have uh, close to 5,000 speakers in there. No joke, like literally almost 5,000 speakers in there. It's totally free. It's a private Facebook group you can check out over at the Speaker Lab Group. Dot com. Again, that is thespeakerlabgroup.com. Definitely check that out. We'd love for you to hang out there with us. All right, today's question comes from Marty. This is a question I actually had on a webinar recently, which in fact, if you'd like to come hang out with us on an upcoming webinar, you can go to freespeakerworkshop.com, freespeakerworkshop.com. I know I'm throwing a lot of links at you. I shouldn't do that. Shame on me. I am sorry. Just go to all the links I've been giving you. We'll, we'll try to put those in the show notes as well. But today's question from Marty's a good one. So uh, let's get into it. Here we go. All right. Today's question comes from Marty. This actually came to us on a, uh, a webinar, which again, is a reminder, if you haven't already, you got to join us on one of our upcoming webinars. So you can do that by going to freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. Uh, we do a lot of listener Q&A on the podcast, but we also do a lot of uh, Q&A on the webinars as well. So come join us. Again, you can go to freespeakerworkshop.com. Okay, so Marty's question is this. Uh, is it possible to successfully speak on a variety of unrelated topics, and how does this work on the website? So uh, this is a common question because for I think for a lot of speakers, either one, we have a lot of different topics we are interested in speaking about, or two, we have a lot of different types of audiences that we want to speak to. And so we get to this point where we start to have a lot of unrelated either topics or unrelated audiences that we want to present to, which again, I understand because as a speaker, I think we oftentimes we want to speak to as many people as possible, cast a really wide net with our message. But from a marketing perspective, that makes it really, really difficult. So you have to be super, super focused about what you speak about and who you speak to. 
Now, back in, I'll give you two other episodes you can reference if you want to learn a little bit more here. But in episode eight, we talked all about how to figure out what it is that you want to speak about. So again, that's back in episode eight. If you're just like blank slate, no idea what I want to speak about, definitely listen to that. Also, episode 41. Episode 41, we talked about how to narrow down your target audience. So episode eight and episode 41, if you want to check those out. Now, if you've listened to the show or you've been on, on one of our webinars before, you know that we teach basically, we teach you to answer basically three foundational questions. So number one, why? Why is it that you want to be a speaker? Number two, who? Who is it that you want to speak to? And then number three, what? What do you want to speak about? So number one, why? Number two, who? Number three, what? And so Marty's question really hits on those final two questions of who you want to speak to and what you could speak about. Now, with that, we're often taught to be more more niche in what we do as speakers and just I think entrepreneurs in general. And while that's true, I also think there, there's a balance there. So here's what I'd say for you. I would say that that between who you speak to and what you speak about, one can be broad if the other is narrow. Let me say that again. One can be broad if the other is narrow. So let me explain this a little bit further. I'm going to give you some examples here. So if your audience and who you want to speak to, if that group of people you want to speak to is narrow, then the topic or topics that you speak about to that audience can be broad. So you can cover a few different topics for that audience because you're really dialed in with that audience. Whereas if your topic is more narrow and more niche, you could potentially present that topic to more different types of audiences. Okay, so let me give you a couple of examples here. Let's say that my audience is narrow and I speak primarily to dentists. Okay, that's the audience that I want to serve. So remember, if my audience is narrow, then my topic can be a bit more broad. So because I focus just on dentists, I might be able to speak on a variety of topics that an audience of dentists might be interested in. So I might speak about customer service in your dental practice. I might talk about how to grow your dental business or how to attract new business when you're getting started. So I could cover a variety of different topics because I'm only focused on dentists. You with me? Okay, so now let's go the other direction with that example. Let's say that my topic is more niche and I only speak about something like using social media to attract new clients to my service-based business, all right? So I speak about using social media to attract new clients to my service-based business. So if my topic is niche, then I can go broad with my audience. So if I'm teaching about how to use social media to attract new clients for my service-based business, I could really talk to any type of service-based business. So I could talk to dentists and realtors and insurance agents and coaches and photographers, consultants, doctors, lawyers. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. So again, between who you speak to and what you speak about, one can be broad if the other is more narrow. One can be broad if the other is more narrow. Now, having said that, here's what I think you should do. If between who you speak to and what you speak about, if one needs to be narrow and the other can be broad, I would start by picking which one is going to be the one that is more narrow or specific. So again, that could be the audience, it could be the topic, uh, but I would start by picking that first, which one will be more narrow. Now, this may be really easy for you. This could be really hard for you. But the point is, is that you cannot speak to anyone about anything. So at some point, you have to start narrowing that down. Otherwise, you kind of become the speaker that's the jack of all trades and the master of none. So pick the narrow side of the equation first. And even though you know, I, I, said, the, I said that you should pick the, the narrow side, the other side could be broad, I would start by picking like that other side, the broad side, 
I would start by picking like no more than let's say two, maybe three items for that. Meaning, let's say this, if you decide you want to focus on speaking only to dentists, even though there could be like 894 different topics that you could speak to dentists about, I would start by just picking two, maybe three. And the reason, and let's, let's go the other direction here. If you want to teach about how to use social media to attract new clients to service-based businesses or for service professionals, even though there are plenty of marketing that could use your help, I want you to only pick two, maybe three of those potential markets. And the reason I say this is because it's much easier to focus on just one or two things before you start expanding. And so yes, you could speak to dentists about a bunch of different topics, and you could speak to a bunch of different groups of service professionals about social media, but you can't do it all at once. Remember, being a speaker and building a business as a speaker, it is a marathon. It is not a sprint. This is a long-term game. This is a long-term play that we're talking about here. And also remember, when you're when you're making these decisions, when you're picking audience and topic, remember, nothing is permanent. Like you may choose a narrow audience and six months down the road, find that you're just either you're not getting much traction with them or you just want to go a different direction or you just find it's not a good fit for you for whatever reason. Like that's totally fine. But the point is, is that you have to start somewhere. Now, for another example here, let me just share with you my own journey of kind of how uh, it's evolved for both who I speak to and what it is that I speak about. So when I got started speaking almost 10 years ago, I focused primarily on speaking to high school students. Now, if you want to go back and listen to episode one of the podcast, you'll hear a little bit more about my story. And, and I actually, I used to be a, a youth pastor. So I've worked with students in that capacity for a little while. So it's kind of a natural transition to go from being involved in youth ministry to speaking to youth, to speaking to students. And so whenever I got started speaking, I focused primarily on speaking to high school students. So I spoke uh, at a lot of, of school assemblies, student leadership conferences. And so because my audience was narrow, I could speak on a few different topics. So I would speak about things like motivation and leadership and, and personal finance and uh, helping students prepare for college or their, their future careers. Because again, I was narrow in the audience so I could cover more topics with that audience. But the point here is I didn't come right out of the gate and speak on all of those topics at the same time. I pretty much just did motivation and leadership for a long time. And then eventually I would add in uh, personal finance. And then later I would add in talking about the transition from high school into college in your career. And so it was this, it was this kind of almost evolving process and not something that happened all at once from the beginning. And so I think, again, that, that one of the, the biggest challenges for any entrepreneur is to focus, to focus. I remember hearing a, a quote one time and that I'm totally going to butcher, and I don't even remember who said it, but something along the lines of basically like, you can do anything, but you can't do it all at once. You can do anything, but you can't do it all at once. And so this is, isn't just true with speaking, but I mean, this is true with any entrepreneurial endeavor. I mean, maybe for you, you're just getting started and you're someone who, uh, I want to speak. I want to write a book. I want to host my own events. I want to write a blog. I want to have an online course. I want to host a podcast. And listen, while all that's well and good, you can't do it all at once. You have to focus. So in the beginning, whenever I was getting started as a speaker, I focused just on that high school audience. And then over time, I mean, we're talking, and by over time, I mean, we're talking years, not weeks, I began to speak to other markets. So I started speaking to colleges. I started speaking to educators. I started speaking to parents. Then I started speaking more toward businesses and corporations and entrepreneurial type of conferences. And this was just a gradual progression over time. And so again, I think it's easy to look sometimes at professional speakers or speakers that are, are several years down the road from you, or even uh, especially like celebrities 
celebrity speakers who speak to a bunch of different types of audiences on a bunch of different types of topics. Well, listen, unfortunately, that's not you. You're not a celebrity speaker. You're not someone who's been doing this for 30 years who can talk to anyone about anything and still make a living doing it. You have to choose what this looks like for you. You have to choose both your audience and your topic and have something to start from. Now, let's shift gears for a second here. Let's talk about Marty's second question of if you speak to multiple audiences, how would you display this on a website? This is a great question. And I think there's basically, there's two ways that you could do this, okay? Two different options. Number one is that if the audiences are are pretty much related, they basically fall under the same umbrella, I think it's fine to put them on the same website. So for example, if you speak to service professionals about social media, you may be speaking to dentists and lawyers and realtors and insurance agents and photographers and so on and so forth. And even though that's a wide variety of people, they all basically fall under that same category of service professionals. Now, on my own site, we've since updated it, but on my my speaking page on my previous website, it was basically broken down into sections for high school students, there's a section for college students, and there's a section for speaking to parents and teachers. And since they all basically fell under the same umbrella of education, it worked to have them on one page. In fact, if you want, you could actually go back to the uh, the Wayback Machine online and see how we kind of set this up. Another good example of this is my buddy, speaker friend of mine, Jason Dorsey. Uh, you can go to Jason Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-Y, jasondorsey.com, and click on speeches, and you'll see a good example of how he has broken this down, where he speaks to a couple different types of audiences on a few different topics, but he's done a good job of kind of categorizing that. So again, you can check that out over at jasondorsey.com and click on the speeches tab. If they all basically fall under the same umbrella, then uh, it generally works to have them on the same site, but maybe just have different sections on the site for different types of audiences. So that's one way to do it. Now, the other option here, the second option would be that if the audiences are very, very unrelated, it may work best to have completely separate sites. So I've seen a few people do this. I'm going to give you two different examples of how you could set this up. And the first example that I, I, I've seen is a, uh, a speaker duo combo here known as The Passing Zone. And so if you want to check out their site, you can go to PassingZone.com, P-A-S-S-I-N-G-Z-O-N-E.com. So PassingZone.com. So these are two guys who speak, they juggle, they use comedy. Very, very good. I've seen them speak. They're extremely good at what they do. They talk about teamwork, collaboration. And so they basically present in two different types of settings. So they do primarily corporate stuff, and then they also do theatrical stuff. So corporate and theatrical. And so when you go to their site, when you go to passingzone.com, you're going to immediately be presented with the option of if you're looking for the corporate site or the theatrical site. So the corporate site or the theatrical site. So you could click on whichever one you may be looking for. You are then taken to a a site uh, that talks about hiring them, but it does it from the context of that audience. So again, either corporate or uh, theatrical. If you go to both pages, you can see that they're basically the same, but the language that is used for each is different because the decision maker or the potential client for a corporate audience may be looking for something that is very, very different than a potential client for a, let's say, a theatrical performance. So again, you can do this in a way and basically just have people self-select which type of presentation they are looking for, and then it would direct them to the according site. So that's one way to do it is you have basically two sites, but they're somewhat under the same umbrella. The 
other option here is that you can just have completely separate sites. And I'll, I'll give you a great example of this. I have a, a buddy of mine, Paul Evans, who will be on the podcast actually in a couple of weeks. Uh, he and I were going to be co-hosting a webinar together, which I'll, I'll tell you about in a few weeks. Just a great speaker, great guy. And his two primary audiences are very, very unrelated. He speaks primarily to life insurance agents and then also in the faith-based market and to churches. So very, very different worlds. So to eliminate some of that confusion, he just has two separate sites. So if he's talking with someone about a faith-based or a church speaking engagement, he would generally send them to his personal site, which is paulbevans.com, paulb as in boy, evans.com. But if he's talking with a life insurance agent about a gig, he would send them to lifeinsurancespeaker.com. Again, a lot of the info would be the same on each site, but you would do this to eliminate the confusion if the audiences or the markets are vast different. So those are two different ways to do that. Again, if the audiences are very, very unrelated, sometimes just to keep it clean and to eliminate that confusion, uh, it's best to just have completely separate sites. All right, so let's uh, let's kind of recap here. We've covered a lot of ground, but let's kind of go over some of these, these main points, make sure we're all on the same page. So first of all, between who you speak to and what you speak about. Again, one can be broad if the other is narrow. So one can be broad if the other is narrow. Again, in all this, remember that being a speaker, building a business as a speaker is a marathon. It is not a sprint. This is a long-term game. In the same vein there, remember that nothing is permanent. Like you, you may choose an, a narrow audience and six months down the road, just decide that it's not for you. Or you may choose a narrow topic and decide it's not for you. But again, you have to start somewhere. And then finally, whenever it comes to your site and your marketing, you want to ideally keep them under the one umbrella if possible. Otherwise, just have separate sites to help avoid uh, some of the confusion there. So I uh, hope that helps. Thanks for the question, Marty. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that uh, that discussion about can you speak on multiple unrelated topics? And so I, I hope that was helpful for you. Hope you gave you gave you some uh, some things to ponder, chew on, wrestle with, and uh, consider as a speaker. So hey, also a quick reminder here again, like I mentioned at the beginning, that if you'd like to join us for uh, one of our upcoming live workshops, you can definitely go to freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. Would love to have you come hang out with us. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com shop.com. All right. That uh, wraps up today's episode. Yeah. Episode 55. So we will uh, see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, just to give you a little sneak peek and preview, we're going to be talking all about demo videos. So we're going to be interviewing the guy who did the uh, the demo video for me and talking about what uh, how to make a demo video, what goes into that. And uh, he gives some great strategies, tactics, and ways to uh, make a demo video using your iPhone. So don't miss that. That's going to be uh, episode 56 tomorrow. So we will see you then, my friend. You're awesome. <laughs>